Showtime. Hello. Hello. It's Thursday. It, it is Thursday. It is Thursday. Happy, happy Kobe Day. RIP to the GOAT, to the greatest, to the legend, to Gigi. Um, I know all of our lives will never be the same, but it is 824, so I just want to go acknowledge the GOAT. Um, that go is ahead. a good acknowledgement. Rest in peace. And, and prayers up for the rest of the Brian family, Vanessa, all the girls, their entire support system, and everybody that loves and miss. That was a crazy time in LA, I'm just going to say. Around the world, but LA specifically. Yeah. So. Happy A24, everybody. Um, Mamba forever. Mamba mentality for real. Indeed. I right. need to keep it. It's still August. It's still like August. It feels like summer. On. Shout out to Childish Gambino. I feel like August has been going on for a very, very, very long time. And we still have one more week. We do. So, so we hope you'll, you'll we be, back. Hope be back next but, Thursday. Uh, let's get into today's episode before we're going to So today we're talking about boundaries. So listen, last week we talked about unpacking your emotions. And believe it or not, your boundaries have a really big impact on your emotions. Big facts. And then the trauma that was caused by you not having the boundaries or the other people not having the boundaries is all like one big It's a lack of creating generational wellness. That's what part of it too here <laughs> that we're talking about. So um and boundaries like I feel like that's one of those words we didn't hear about for a long time in my life. Oh, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah. It's like it's like how I feel about kale and quinoa. Yeah, I always she say she was always like, "Who's the brand manager? Who is, is the brand manager and of kale and quinoa?" Because nobody knew what it was, and then all of a sudden, every every white person, black Until person, white, per, white people decided y'all need to be on this quinoa. Yeah, and then all black people need to have quinoa in their burgers and their salad and their whatever. But anyway, they had a good branding. There's nothing wrong with quinoa and kale. We like both of them, but you exactly. just didn't hear about it. You just didn't hear about it. And same way with boundaries, Nedra has. Made Shout out to Nedra Sawai for just being the goat about yes, boundaries. Boundaries, but I feel like that there's a space in the world now for her because boundaries got to be a thing. So if you want to know why boundaries are such a big deal and how it happened a little bit, and more importantly, why it's important, then stick around. This episode is for you. For you. Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is A Mother and a Daughter Truthful Chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Our theme song is funky, huh? I like it still. I like it still too. Yeah. I hope we hope you like it. And if you don't, <laughs> then somebody needs to compose a new one. But um anyway. Welcome to Truthful Tech. Welcome. Welcome. Cups up. Clink. Cups up. Welcome to the squad. Welcome to Truthful Chats, um, our weekly chats designed to get us closer on the path toward creating generational wealth. So, um, if you don't know what that is, more on the video below or wherever you're watching. It's in the description box. Go to our Facebook, Instagram, somewhere, and you will see what we mean when we say generational wellness. But it is what it sounds like. We want your your generation and the one after you and the one before you and all that to be well and so that not just wealthy because you know everybody's yeah. out here trying to get the bag but the bag can't keep you warm at night the bag i sound like shirley ralph singing your mind right singing mind. does not put food on the table singing right does not anyway <laughs> so we have a create generational wellness theme every month every month and on our weekly truthful chats we unpack the theme for the month just more we delve into different parts of that thing. So our theme for August is unpack, which we said a lot in general, but yeah. Yeah. and so today's episode is unpack your boundaries. Unpack right? your boundaries. I was gonna say baggage that was last week, but unpack your boundaries. There's really no song for that. Anyway, last week we had talked about we're a little uh, dipsy today. We're, we're too. This, we're, I'm tired. exhausted. I'm August tired. has been I'm long. Exhausted. 
Okay, but yes, I'm we're here. physically tired. I'm emotionally drained. There's a lot of things, a lot of things going on in the world. People are shooting each other still. The COVID. My homeboy in France was like, yeah, they might start uh, masking, masking again. again. I said, okay, well, let me know so I could be ahead of the curve. Remember Boundaries. We was, we was behind on that. Anyway, last week, so we talked about bag. We talked we talked about emotions. We talked about baggage. We talked about trauma. Sorry, I was trying to make sure the internet wasn't betraying us. Anyway, uh, last week was about trauma and the impact that it has on your emotional and mental well-being, uh, your personhood, um, and how it can lead to a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, which um, I think we, hopefully y'all know by last week's episode, okay? Stress and anxiety is not the business. You don't want it. It's not okay? good for you. Um, so how does that relate to unpacking your boundaries specifically? Because low-key, all of these things are like interconnected. They're intertwined. It's all like a matrix of a thing. They all go together. So um, boundaries are important because if they are non-existent or um, not clearly articulated flexible, or respected or flexible um, or just unclear, they don't exist, or you think that they've been established when they haven't, Kiki and Darius, I keep bringing it up, but it is, it's such a lesson for all of us to learn. Prayers up for them. Shout out to baby Leotis. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Um, anyway, a lack of boundaries or lack of expressed boundaries can lead to friction in a relationship, period. That ain't just baby mom, baby daddy in that scenario. But Any anyways, kind of relationship. Um, and Some of y'all ain't got no boundaries with your children, and it leads to a very chaotic household. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. And your spouses, but mm-hmm. or whoever. be stay, Or whoever be staying at your house. But let me tell you, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm worried about these uh, people that I live with. Anyway, um, <laughs> you did good. I did. I really pulled it back. Anyway, <laughs> if you know, you know. Anyway, if any of these things boundary wise are not expressed, that can lead to resentment, anger, feelings hurt, um, people feeling like they're being taken advantage of. Just a lot of overwhelm that just really don't need to be there. It can all, it can, in the words of the great Lauren Hill, who was going on tour with the Fugees, we didn't get to see him last time, but praying God we're gonna see him this time. Anyway, it's the 25th anniversary of Miss Education Lauren Hill, and the Fugees will be joining her. My 10 year old self is very happy. But anyway, the psalmist once said, It can all be so simple. I hear you choir, but what? but you'd rather make it hard. So we're just here to talk about the numerous ways that you can um, express boundaries, work on boundaries, so nobody feels disrespected, okay? That it keeps happening consistently, that there's strife and trauma and things of that nature that just don't really need to exist. And a lot of times people say they feel dis, you know, you dissing me, you disrespecting me, but you don't understand that part of that may be that your boundaries are not clear. To the Probably person. a lot of it is a lot of it is that your boundaries are not clear. So you feel disrespected, <laughs> but the other person has no idea what, you what you're talking, talking about. about. But we'll get into it a little bit. And um, you know, without these type of boundaries, personally, professionally, things could get real toxic, real quick, real quick, real manipulative, real quick. Um, codependent, um, just constant sources of Ugly. conflict conflict and conflicts that don't need to happen. Um, so establishing boundaries are just, is positive, is healthy, um, is good maintenance for keeping your connections clear. Um, they're probably gonna change, uh, honestly. What, you're changing as a person? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they should be flexible. Like, depending on who you are right now, they should be reflective of who you are right now. But in five years, you might be a different kind of person. So I wouldn't say like throw all your boundaries out the window, but like right now I don't have no kids. So, or man, but you know what I'm saying? So, so like, I don't have no boundaries for that right now. Cause I don't need them anyway. <laughs> that very quick. It's like, or kids or man. Okay. I just, well, you know what I was going to say originally. So I told yep. Take the you're extra doing, step pull my back. You're pulling it back. Anyway, uh, boundaries act as guidelines, right, to provide um, a sense of safety, respect, safety, respect. I'm gonna repeat it. Trust, okay, and autonomy. 
at the end of the day. You want to feel like the world is a scary place, life is a scary place, but you want to feel like you have autonomy over your person, who you are, who you hang out with, all those kind of things, time, energy, attention. So boundaries help with that. And being able to clearly uh, define them and define what is acceptable for you and what is not. It just helps you enter, uh, navigate your individual interactions, right? And um, how you be interacting with these other people out here in the street streets of these days and times. Um, that'll hopefully give you some emotional and physical well-being in these days and times because you absolutely need it because these people will try you. <laughs> really for no reason, just because they can or something is going on in their own mental mind. Okay, um, we're going to talk about that in a minute too. You gotta or they bored. You got to establish boundaries with people you know and in this day and age, like you're talking about with people you don't even know. A lot of people know. you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. But anyway, so how can you define your boundaries, right? Oh, hold on. I'm so sorry. I think we have slides today. I don't uh, think this is one though. Okay. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, but we do have slides today. Keep going. <laughs> so how Prepared. do we define our boundaries? So like Jess was saying, you... You can't define your boundary till you know your own, your own little heart, your own heart, your, own, your heart. own values, your own beliefs. And if you know, we have gone through lots and lots of conversations since January oh, so about values, that. beliefs, and that sort of thing. Um, and if you don't know that, and if you don't know what you need and what's important to you, you can't identify what your boundaries are because it's just willy nilly and it's willy nilly fam. Okay. This just keeps, it wants to be shown. Let me stop. I'm so sorry. The slides, the slides is doing what it wants. All right. So self-reflection is, let me, let me pause. Yes. Self-reflection is crucial for understanding your personal boundaries. What's acceptable to you? What's not acceptable? You got to stop and think about that. Like, I was saying before, you thinking people are dissing you and you they you don't a hundred percent know why you feel disrespected because you haven't taken the time to sit back and self-reflect and say, why does this really bother me? So you have to you have to go through that process. Um, you have to consider your emotional, physical, mental boundaries in different contexts. Some things that bother you at home. Might not bother you okay. out in public. You know why? Because you know you're not going to see them people exactly. for a long time. That's the way I can kind of like, they ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to my house. Now, if I feel disrespected at my house constantly, that's another thing. But if I'm, you know, clocking in and clocking out somewhere, I'm going to be for a limited amount of time. But work, you spend a lot of Well, I, I really wasn't talking about work. Oh. I really was more so talking about social situations because you know how I feel about But that. you don't really be outside like yeah, that Yeah, that's anyway. what I'm saying. So <laughs> like, my I'm boundaries for social situations <laughs> like, is totally different. I make up my mind ahead of time. Oh, no, I have peopled enough today. I'm not people going over there. This is not going to be, I'm going to go for a little bit. And when I feel that my boundary has been reached, I'm going to leave. So you have to know what your boundaries are in each context. If you're at work, when I used to work full time, you got to be at work 10, 12 hours sometimes with people. Your boundaries have to be a little bit different there than they would be in a limited social situation. So know where you are, know what your boundary is for that particular thing. Zone. <laughs> zone but there should be something consistent on the inside of you that carries through like you should have some that's true you should not be the 12 different people in 12 different settings yeah because that's how you end up being an episode of one of them shows where they'd be like i don't know who this person was mm -hmm. they were somebody different all the time like there should be a consistent through line a consistent through line so what are your non-negotiables you know you have to know what those are and usually your non-negotiables are that way across the board like I don't like people cursing at me, like at me. You could curse around me. You could curse about something, but don't curse at me. And I think we talked I about this. I sure have crossed that boundary a lot. And, and it's just, when I snap. I'm just hearing it now, though. This is the first time she's actually articulated to me. Because to me, it feels like you're limiting my self-expression rather than no. you just don't like being cursed at. Which just, I can understand that. It just makes me snap a little bit. I told y'all right. before, I had a cocaine boss. And cocaine would, bear, cocaine boss. I had a cocaine boss and he would just yell and scream and he had an all-female staff and he would just really berate and yell and curse. Caucasian male, of course. No, black. What? 
Clarence Thomas? Black. No. And he he was great, but it was the cocaine. But I realized that I was the youngest person on the team. So I took my lead from the other people and didn't cuss him out back. But it used to eat me <laughs> You're up. You're not a millennial. <laughs> used to eat me up on the inside. I'm like, how y'all grown women sit here and let this man talk to you like that? So that got to be a non-negotiable for me. And I can tell you, I've gone to other jobs where people of the other persuasion feel like it's okay to curse at people. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't know what y'all do in y'all culture, but that's not what You know I exactly do. what they do in that culture. Get, no. the, get in my room, mom. Yeah, no. Don't, get in my room. <laughs> not talking to me like that. So you have to know what those are. I, had, I thought of something else. You remember when I used to manage, I used to be in the trade show industry and I managed a lot of international, I had a lot of international clients. Shout out to all the international clients. And I realized that a lot of the people that I work with didn't respect those cultures. And well, we know that they would <laughs> kind of make fun of the people or talk about them, whatever. But I would be like, hey, they paying your bills and put some respect on their name. Shout out to and, Burnman. And they are smart enough to have a business in multiple countries. Unlike so, some people. So <laughs> if they can figure out how to do business in multiple countries, there's just some respect you need to put on their okay. name. You're not going to disrespect them in front of me and you're not going to disrespect them when I'm around. So again, that's a through line for me. That's a boundary. If I hear you talking <laughs> crap about my people, I'll be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So Do not come for me unless I send for you. Yeah. So you just have to know what those are. And I thought about a couple of things that can stop you from establishing your boundaries. Oh, and I thought you? it, yeah, I thought it, would, it might be a good idea to mention those. One is fear of confrontation. Like if I had been afraid to, you know, I'm not fearful of confrontation. I just don't like it. I, I don't, don't like I don't it either, but I'm not. For that. Yeah, I don't. I have to be pushed to be like, well, now I got to get at you. Yeah, but I'm not afraid to get at you. It's just I prefer <laughs> not. <laughs> Wasn't that a song? Anyway, go ahead. Oops. Get at me. Um, get at me, yo. You have a hard time setting boundaries if you worry about rejection, if you're a people pleaser, if you like want well, everybody to be happy with what you do all the time, whatever, you, your boundaries are going to be wishy-washy, mushy, clear, muddy, cloudy, whatever you want to call them. Um, and if you feel guilty when you set your own boundaries, like, oh, I should just go ahead and then, no. So <laughs> think about if you're doing any of those things in your life, because if you are, it might be difficult for you to set boundaries and we want you to give it some thoughts. And some of that is age. As my therapist told me this morning, we both checked in every two weeks. But I was like, yeah, you know, like people pleasing and fear of rejection. I still have all of those things, but. I'm Not older. as bad as you used to. I'm older now, so like he said, you but just, you went. You, you took a hard left. You just don't give no more. He was That's like, the older, the older you get, you just you don't you don't care. You like whatever, homie. Like <laughs> we out here, okay? Take it or leave. Baby, baby, you can't whip me. You can't you whip can't, me. I got that from Kev. Okay, first of all, Kev, thank you, Kev, for giving me that statement. I don't know why I get on her nerve that bad. She can use it too. She act like it's just my statement, but you can't whip me anyway. Well, it's because I try to have respect for other people's boundaries, too. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Me, too. But you still can't whip me. My boundary. You having an issue with my boundaries. You can be mad about it, but you can't whip me. That's that's just a basic point blank statement, whatever it is. You can't whip me. We can agree to disagree, but you can't whip me. Anyway. That's our boundary. Once you've identified your little boundaries, um, here are a few uh, best practices in terms of... Um, how you can, sorry, excuse me as I pull up the little slides finally. Okay. Um, oh Lord, where is the full at? There you go. Nope, it's not doing it. Okay, there we go. Best practices for making low boundaries. Okay. So let me don't call the people's make little this. boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not always belittling. Sometimes it's a mud. Anyway, um, so once you've identified your boundaries, here are some best practices, okay, about making them. So number one, we I feel like we say this every week. I'm sorry if we sound like a broken record to y'all, but the work is the work, okay? Number one, everything starts with the self-awareness. You got to understand, if you're uh, listening again, there are slides, so make sure you find this episode visually uh, so you can see what we talking about. Um, so self-awareness, sorry, you know, the chat, GPT is always on my uh, understand your personal needs and limits to establish a strong foundation 
for setting the boundaries. You can't establish what you don't know. Okay, that's really the Cliff Notes version of that. Two, clear communication. So you want to clearly and assertively. Now, assertive and aggressive, two different things. Perhaps we'll talk about that yes, indeed. later. But clearly and assertively. That means strongly, firmly, but that don't mean you got to necessarily cuss everybody out and do all those kind of things. And I tell you, one of the reasons you get to be aggressive is because you went too long without being assertive. Like oh, if you, that's, true. that's a word, right? T-shirt. Um, you got to start, you have to communicate clearly from the beginning because a lot of times you get bottled up. You can't be acting brand new. Oops. And you get bottled up and you take it, you take it, you take it, you take it without being clear about why it's bothering you. Maybe because you're not self-aware and you don't know. But once you do know, then clearly communicate it before it gets to the point of being aggressive because it will. Aggressive. Okay, cool. I want us to pop back in for that, but back to the slide. Okay, so clearly and assertively communicating your boundaries to others using I statements to express your expectations, okay? A lot of us, when we get aggressive, it turns into you, 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 you. Oh, wait, sorry, they can't see. They don't have to. You know what we doing. You, and the next time you, and if you, and you, and, and you, 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 instead you. of saying, I tell you how this made me feel. I, I felt blah, blah, blah. Because nobody can argue with how something made you like feel. Just like this little hand. You see this little hand with the hand over the heart? That's like, I feel that. Okay. You can start. That's actually one of my favorite verses on the Leah song. Anyway, uh, shout out to Jonte Austin and everyone involved in I Don't Want It. Anyway, I statements are very clear. Uh, three, consistency. Consistently. Consistently. I'm going to say it one more time for people in the back. Consistently, okay, enforce boundaries to maintain their effectiveness and prevent others from crossing them. Now, I don't know how much we want to get into this. Keyword is consistently. Y'all be so wishy-washy with your little boundaries. I'm really talking to people in relationships, predominantly females. Males, y'all probably do it too, depending on the level of sprungness. But you can't be flip-flopping, okay, in your boundaries because we'll love, we'll leave it at the attention. You just, it just, you care so much about the attention. If you're flip-flopping in your boundaries, flip-flip, flipping, flip-flop, flipping, flipping, flop. Shout out to Beyonce. I'm not going to finish it, but you know what I mean. Y'all be flip-flopping and then people don't really know where you at or what you're doing and then they be confused about who you are. And you're they wind up disrespecting you. Because you're confused about who you are and they end up disrespecting you. Okay? <clears throat> That's all we're going to say about that. Um, self-care. Prioritize your self-care and establish your boundaries that protect your personal well-being to avoid the burnout. Can we just stop right here? The burnout is real. Emotional exhaustion is real. Well, yeah, I felt like I had that today. Oh, no. Tremaine told me point blank I was emotionally exhausted. So. Did he tell you I was too? No. Girl, mm -hmm. I don't be worried about you in your <laughs> my session. Nah, fam, I was worried about me. He told me I was suffering from emotional burnout. Anyway, uh, but that just lets me know I'm not doing the best at my self-care routines. I'm doing okay, I could be doing better. But this level of hmm. fatigue, it's not necessarily like some of his body fatigue, but, um, cause I, we've been going hard in the paint. All month. All, all month doing various things, but particularly this last like 48 hours. And we had earthquakes and storms and it was revelations in California if you didn't hear it. Anyway, um, I just know I could step on my self-care routine. I will. Just go ahead and say that. Uh, and it's important to do that assertively so that you don't get aggressive in your burnout <laughs> or that your burnout well, some good work turns today. into either blowing up on everybody, dino dynamite, or, or cursing down. at a person. I'm which we talked girl, about. let it go. I just said that was aggressive, okay? <laughs> but I when I'm assertive, my assertiveness is not always uh Interpret it correctly, so then it has to turn into aggression. I'm always aggressive. I'm aggressive out of defense. I'm not aggressive because I wasn't assertive first. I was assertive. You wasn't here, and now I got to get aggressive. I see how the pattern goes. Truthful chat. Irregardlessly, I know that's not a word, it can lead to burnout. And your burnout can either be complete explosion or shut down completely. So just be aware of that. 
I can fall on either end of the spectrum, depending on the day. Anyway, uh, last but not least, seek support. Seek guidance and support from trusted individuals, therapists, uh, support groups. Oh, did I? There's an O in support, okay, if you're looking at the slides, but <laughs> um, <laughs> support groups to reinforce and maintain the boundaries. Self-advocacy, assertiveness, and effective communication techniques play a very, very vital role in expressing your boundaries while preserving positive connections, okay? Which All is a good thing. We had support this morning. Mad important. I do. I do. That's my primary source of support. I told that nigga that. I mean, person that. <laughs> I was about to slip up at some point. Um, anywho, uh, there was a article that we read called How to Set Healthy Boundaries in Relationships because um, that's about you. Okay, we was talking about you right there. Now we getting into all of your various relationship levels okay. over here, over there. So this was from the Cleveland. Was it the Cleveland Clinic? Mm -hmm. We'll probably put it in the show notes somewhere um, when I have time. Y'all not gonna stress me, okay? Um, we're consistent in the episode making the rest of it. You gotta come back. You gotta keep coming back so you don't never miss nothing. Anyway. Uh, they were talking about how important it is to healthy boundaries because it helps you do the following things. Retain your identity, uh, prevent manipulation or uh, you being taken advantage of. Okay. Again, you can't know, you can't, you can't put out what you don't know, but you got to know it first. Uh, promote healthy relationships in general. I think, no, I can say this with, with uh, confidence, you know, there was a time in my life where I was asking for like different kinds of friendships. Not that they were bad. That just wasn't what I imagined for myself. Um, so I think I've gotten better at like, I know my boundaries and I promote healthy relationships. So I just, I always say this all the time, like people know who they could play. They know who they could try. And I just feel like I give out the vibe, like don't complain with me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not for real, just, there's just a vibe. I feel like there's an electric fence of like, don't bring it over here. I'm not here for so that. I think that uh, I hope um, drama. I'm not here for the drama. Let's call it that. Okay, <laughs> huck a buck, whatever you call it. That's the edited version. <laughs> but I just I don't I got I don't have time. I don't do it. So anyway, I think I've gotten better about my personal boundaries. Therefore, it has promoted healthier Healthy relationships yeah. and healthier. Connections with people, like the people I meet the quick more quickly. I'm like, oh, you're a quality person. You're a quality person too. Oh, cool, this works. Uh, for uh, be appropriately assertive again. We might have to do a whole episode about the we might between being aggressive and assertive, because especially for people of color, that's we're just how we we're a very no. I, we honestly we're a very assertive people. Sometimes. Some, some people, some people, some people lead with aggression. I'm not gonna lie, but most of the time, people of color are being assertive, and the way that we're assertive is perceived as aggressive. And then sometimes we really do gotta be aggressive um, because we, we don't take our assertiveness seriously. And sometimes the aggression is because of the trauma. Like there's a certain amount of trauma that comes from being black in America. There's just there just and I'm is. sure in the rest of the world, shout out to you the diaspora, but definitely white supremacy is real. And so there's a certain amount of trauma that you have that makes you be that you should, like you say, have your head on swivel and be appropriately assertive and sometimes aggressive is necessary. But like I was expressing earlier, if you're assertive and then people are planning your face field, then you gotta get aggressive. Montgomery Brawl, which is usually why it, why it escalates to that place. You thought all them people woke up that Sunday and was like, you know what we really feel like doing? Picking you know, up some hop chairs, off the boat. swimming off the boat, and throwing bows. Like, y'all don't know Nucky Nuck, Buck is a national anthem for this. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Five, uh, empowers your goals, right? Whatever you are striving for in terms of your personal goals when you have great boundaries. And hopefully, we always go back to this, help you provide a certain level of empathy Um to others because you'll have it for yourself, okay? If you are establishing boundaries, hopefully you're more clearly able to identify other people's boundaries, even if they can't articulate that's what it is, but you'll be like, oh, I know what that is, that's a boundary. And maybe you can help them do better at that. That's what I really spend a lot of time uh, doing is helping people clarify their emotions <laughs> and their emotional things. You, you were doing that till late in the night last night. I, 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 don't, I don't know, it's, I didn't ask for it, but 
I want this power. Shout out to Queen Queen the Lord. Confirmation. Anyway, so I thought it was cool to go through. I am going to read these, highlight some of the things that I thought were super important in this article. So they were talking about how boundaries are literally the framework that you set for yourself about how you want to be treated um, by others. And to a certain extent, how you treat other people. Now, I did have a friend who told me her therapist that said her boundaries are for her and not for the other person, which I was like, huh, that's interesting. I get it, though. And I think it's kind of towards what we were talking about earlier, which is you have to know your boundaries in order to effectively communicate them. Right. But um, knowing them or not let people cross them, knowing them is how you want to be treated. But it's also how you hold other people accountable for how they're treating you. But you ain't got to be all aggressive with it all the time. Yeah. And so that helps promote your physical and hopefully emotional well-being. Um, And it allows you to respect your needs and hopefully the other person's need in said relationship dynamic. Um, I also thought it was great that, again, they just continue to reiterate boundaries uh, are great at, again, communicating how you want to be interacted with and how you in turn will interact with other people. Okay. So it's very important. Uh, I thought this was cool actually. So they were talking about it in terms of boundaries in romantic um, or sexual relationships. They really come down to how comfortable you are um, and what you're comfortable doing with your time, your energy, your body, in your space. I don't really think we really think about it like that, but I'll repeat it. So (laughs) romantic and sexual relationships come down to determining what you're comfortable doing with your time, your energy, your body, and your space, which is really your whole person. So, you know, put some thought into that. I think I'm going to just insert something here from watching you over the years. I think your main, how some people say they have relationship phobia or commitment phobia. I think yours has always been more around your time and your energy. It's always been around my time. Yeah, I feel like you- Always. You have always been a person about, I don't have the time or the energy for the drama. So I think- And I don't think relationships should be dramatic. Right. But a lot of people do. And maybe that's just youngness and maturity. And maybe I'm in this space where- People are on a different relational wavelength. wavelength. That's such an old soul. But as I was maturing as a person um, and in age, I just, I was like, this is too much. Like, there's other things I could be doing with my time and my energy and my attention. So, yes, I decided to focus on that. Um, but it really is important. You know, people always want to talk about this. Huh? I was going to say something else. Continue. You can. Nope, I'm not. The unequally yoked thing, like a lot of times people only think that means in terms of Christianity or your relationship with God or whatever, but you can be unequally yoked in terms of those things, time, energy, space, and what was the other one? Body. Body. Body, yaddy, 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 You can be yoked to somebody that wants to spend all their time with you. They don't have nothing else to do. And then that can be an unequally equal yoking and quality time is one of my love languages but yeah you need to go find you something to do or space <laughs> you know what i mean you could be with somebody that always has their quality time might be, be touched so they always want to be a bunch of you all the time <laughs> and then there are other people that'll be like you know we're in the same room hey how you doing with it it just depends you just but you have to know what your boundaries are and you hopefully <laughs> are able to clearly articulate them and then they also said in this article uh, healthy boundaries in a relationship are respectful of your space and autonomy and the space and autonomy of your partner which i think is very clear i think we really be trying to just overcomplicate high value man this the women don't submit that I'm just looking for an equal partner, da-da-da. Pick a thing, okay? People be telling me about that. Yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. It's just respect of your space and autonomy and respect of the other person's space and autonomy. But you know where you can't give respect? If no one tells you what the respect level looks like. If there's no real clear cut on paper written down or clearly articulated or whatever uh, boundaries. So here's some excerpts uh more relationally broken down so that was romantic and sexual partnerships this is about family um and it's pretty much if you don't set boundaries and you're always letting other people 
um, dictate your time or what you're doing. Uh, we kind of already talked about it really leads to a sense of exhaustion, which is usually, it can be physical exhaustion, but emotionally, emotional exhaustion usually leads to physical exhaustion. I was about to say, if it's emotional, it's going to get to physical. And burnout. So burnout usually is when you just, you prop, you may be headed to a depressive episode, but it's like, you just don't have any energy to do anything. Like you just, and it's usually related to emotional exhaustion because we've all been physically exhausted from something and then you can take a nap and you good, 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 good to go. But if you take a nap and you wake up and you still feel, or you go to sleep and you get in your eight hours or whatever it is, and you still just feel like really drained, it's probably something emotional going on. So um, a family can really emotionally train you. So you gotta be Truth careful and step up your self-care. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, friends, they said for friends, setting boundaries um, and friendships can help you really get out of toxic relationships. I think a lot of people don't really realize friendships. that they have toxic friendships. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I've talked, through, talked with somebody through that recently, but I do have a few occasions where I was like, I don't know if that person is really your friend like that. Like, do they like you? Like, they just seem like, you know, it's usually about something else like stunting on that person or they always got something negative to say or you share good news with them and it's always negative. Like, you just, it gets weird. So sometimes setting boundaries and friendships can expose toxic relationships uh, that you didn't even know you had, which is very common. Which can also go back to time and space and energy. True. Because sometimes you have friends that, you know, they... They have a lot more time available for <laughs> foolishness than you have available for foolishness. Or just care about things that you don't particularly care about. Yeah. And, and then they, this is how they try to rope you into their world. But you'd be like, I really don't care about that. And I don't have time to talk about that with you right now. But it, I'm trying to be a friend. Um, and I'm then it's one of those things that people don't respect your boundaries. You can learn very, very quickly, uh, that maybe some of your friends, like we said, are not actually respectful of you. And if you find out that, again, it's time, energy, hopefully not your body, you know what I'm saying, but time, time, energy, how you're spending, listen, do do what y'all do, how y'all do it. Um, shout out to y'all. Anyway, um, no judgment. If you're, no, I'm just saying. Uh, but if you are investing time and energy into someone as a friend and that's not being reciprocated or you find out that it's toxic or, you know, you start setting boundaries and all this kind of stuff starts coming out about like, oh, this person was really manipulative, very controlling, or you start to be assertive and they start Ooh. to be aggressive with you. Ooh. You know, it's just, you know, all the little weasels and foxes be coming out the little holes sometimes when you be doing that. And you get an ankle bite and you don't know where it came from. You'd be like, wait, 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 what happened? All I said was, what are we then- doing? What are you doing? There you go. Shout out to Arby Jack Graham. Okay. Lastly, uh, for this little section at work, um, which I've been thinking about it, particularly because my union is on strike. It doesn't really mean I'm still doing things in the theater, but whatever. Um, but I, I was thinking about the con and I was writing, reading about the WGA they and talks with the motion picture producers or whatever. Anyway, the deal don't sound that great to me, but either way. But I think that we tend to really sometimes let our boundaries down at work because we want to be hopeful, unless you just hate your job and you just like, I'm just clocking in for the check. It's whatever. But for the most part, people want to give themselves to some sort of meaningful task or do something that they feel is important. Especially if you have a job you feel is in line with your purpose. purpose. Yeah. So, you know, I think sometimes we're willing to like overextend ourselves or like go the extra mile because you don't let the team down or the project and you guys are working really hard, right? But they were saying, um, at the end of the day, the key is making sure that everyone you come in contact with at your job understands what's okay and not okay um, when it comes to your physical, a physical space, emotional health, and your mental capacity. And I think sometimes we forget about the mental capacity mm-hmm. part at work. Um, you know, People are like, can you do this? Can you do this thing? Can you do this thing? Or like, maybe you're really close with your boss and you see how stressed they are and you want to help or whatever. But like, that's only one part of your life. So if you taxing everything out at work and then you have nothing for when you come home, I don't know, depending on the job, like my job is very uh, involved. So sometimes 
I don't come home the happiest. I don't come home in the best of moods. And I just be like, listen, maybe after I sleep, I'll be better. Uh, but maybe I won't. I have to deal with y'all and y'all moves. And sometimes you got to deal with, with your girl. It is what it is. But anyway, we, have, we, we do have open conversations about it, though. I can tell you I don't you know that. if they go well or if they solve anything. But no, we do, we they don't. But we, we will be like, okay, you must be really tired or I am. I'm angry exhausted. or whatever, you know? So anyway, so yeah, just keep it in mind that um, bosses, coworkers, whatever, but that you have what's a non-negotiable or non-negotiable, negotiable or non-negotiable about your physical space, uh, emotional health and your mental capacity. And then I thought this was cool. Uh, you can have boundaries where you don't overcommit yourself or block, uh, you can block out your times in your calendar so that you can be more productive. You know, people that be setting timers for everything. I swear I'm gonna be that person one day, but it hasn't happened yet. It just feels like jail to me. <laughs> just I just want you to try for one week. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I really like it because I can't be very task oriented. You are oriented. very, very task -oriented. oriented. I think you will like but it. But it just, somebody has to do it for me and then just like set the times and then just be like, this is this, this is that, and this is that. Because if I get the four and I'm not done, I'm be like, I'm just going to keep going. You feel me? Like I just, uh. anyway, maybe it's the creative me. Um, but the key, like they were saying at work, is to have conversations with your manager about what the expectations are for your job. Okay. Because that's lack of boundaries, right? Like what specifically does this role entail so you don't mm. end up doing 12 other people's jobs just because they understaffed and they ain't got enough people and everybody um, decided that they job, the boss wasn't going to break their soul, so they left. So now you're doing eight jobs, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the queen again. Um, but afford, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then, you know, you, you have to be able to create boundaries and hopefully in discussions with your bosses or your coworkers or whoever. Um, to make sure that you're meeting your performance goals, right? I think that's very key. Um, it's very easy to start to do things that are not in your job description or stuff that you like. Loki just shouldn't be doing just because you want to be a team player that bad. Um, so, you know. And if you don't stop doing negotiate it, you know, it but people won't be realistic about what the job actually entails. I, I find that happens to people a lot. It's like, if you keep doing it, the other person doesn't realize this is a whole mood. This is a, this is a whole, whole person's job, job yeah. that you have me just kind of halfway doing when if we had a designated person for this. Um, the whole thing would run well. Would run well. And that's when you have to establish a boundary respectfully. And you might want to word it that way. You might want to say, you know, I'm capable and able of doing this, but I feel like if this happened, this could be better and, you know, have a scenario of how it could be better as opposed to that ain't my job and I ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you, you again, want to be respectful. But I feel like work is a place usually, and I don't think you think about it like this a lot, but people do, people please a lot. Mm -hmm. And because you want your check and fear of rejection. Right. And yeah. that literally could be like, not just your person, but like, your bag, your, your bag, your where your kids stay, your living situation, your food and sleeping arrangements. So it's very high stakes, but you know, boundaries are very important there. Yeah. Speaking of kids, let's go there. Um, since we are about we the generational wellnesses. Are talking about creating generational wellness? We really want to talk about a little bit about how important it is to start teaching your children how to establish boundaries as well. And I know as black people. Sometimes we'd be saying, you ain't got no boundaries. You ain't old enough to have no, no boundaries. Here. You don't you know, have, but you're raising a human. <laughs> I keep trying to tell black people. <laughs> you are raising a human and they're not going to be with you always. And then you don't want them to be out in the world, especially in this world, in this iteration of what we got going on here in America without understanding their it's boundaries. And it's America. just, re it's just really America. tricky for black, black parents with black children, because you do have to teach them how to the be boundaries, but it could be perceived as aggressive, as aggressive, and it could go left in a heartbeat. So that is very stressful on us as parents. Like, how do you establish that? How do you get your children to, you know, recognize and empower them to be? This is my boundary. This is how I say it um, with respect. This is how I assert myself in certain situations. What does that look like? It's really crucial for their emotional development and well-being. 
And I think it's also just very different because at least for people of color, right? Even if you are raising your kids to be respectful, right? Like I remember when my nephew, like we had to teach him how to assert himself in the class. He was six at the time though. But if he uses that same skill in a couple of years when he's like 12, then you know, he's perceived as a man all of a sudden, even though he's clearly a teenage boy, uh, that could get tricky, right? Because just the color of your skin, um, pre, what do they call it? Preconceived notions or pre, what is it? Implicit racial bias. Yeah, racial things bias. of that nature. Like people filter those kind of things in. So it is a little like tricky, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the kids should not, not learn the skill just because yeah, it just was, might be like a couple extra steps. Yeah, he was <laughs> raising his hand in the classroom. He was in a Mandarin immersion classroom. And really, he was having more trouble with the English teacher than he was with the Mandarin <laughs> teacher. Um, but, you know, he would raise his hand and she wouldn't call on him. And I was like, you fortunately, it was when it was on Zoom. So he had a chat. So I was like, you know, put it in the chat that you're raising your hand if she wanted, you know, keep acting like she doesn't see you. And please don't let me have to get into it. Or it was one of those things where, like, she thought he hadn't done an assignment that he did and. You know, we had to teach him like, you know, you know, you I, did it. I completed the assignment. Or I did the thing and I shared already. Would you like me to share again? Right. Yeah. So that it doesn't come off. rude. But it's a lot of things. God bless y'all with the babies. Yeah. we well, But you want them to be equipped with the tools to establish healthy relationships, to protect themselves from potential harm. And so we got a few tips for that as well. I think we have another slide about how you can support your young children in that. So number one, tailor the discussion for your child. Make it be appropriate for the age, the development, like we just talked about with my nephews. Like this is, I have the assignment. Here it is. Would you like me to send it again? My nephew, her bonus grandchild. Yes. <laughs> so, um, um, and it's hard to teach empathy, like teach the concept of empathy at that age, but you can show what empathy looks like by the questions you ask. You can ask your child, how did that make you feel? And then you can reverse it and say, you know, so-and-so came over and, you know, they wanted to play with your toy and they wouldn't let you play with it. How did that make you feel? So you're teaching empathy by allowing them a space to talk about that. Um, you know, was whole big gentle parenting thing now, which again, black people have different opinions about, <laughs> but we will um, defer for it for the purposes of this conversation. So you just reverse, you know what I mean? It's really important that you um, start letting your child know that <clears throat> their boundaries go both ways. Respect goes both ways. Um, feelings go both ways. And so uh -huh. if you encourage that open and honest communication, you can hear where it's getting off. You know, you can hear where a child is saying something that you're like, oh, 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 wait, that's not exactly how we should be looking at that. Um, and allow them to express their feelings and opinions, listen carefully, respond appropriately. Again, if you haven't dealt with your own stuff, it's going to be hard for you to respond appropriately without making the child, you know, feel some type of way about they're doing something wrong. You have to be at a place where you can put your own stuff down and just have a conversation about it. I tell you, you know, there were some times when Jess would come home and tell me something that happened at school in her predominantly not black, Caucasian, not black um, elementary school that I would be ready to ride out. But again, I couldn't show that, which we're going to get into role modeling a little bit more, not in that particular way. I had to try to find an open and honest way to communicate what needed to change and what was the most effective way to change it. All right. Teach children. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I like to the importance of respecting other people's boundaries. So let's say, for example, Again, how do you explain this to a child in a way that makes sense? Let's say your child has a friend who grows up in the house with four boys and they come over and at their house, they rough house, they wrestle, they throw people over the sofa, WWE. But at your house, y'all play board games or, um, you know, do puzzles or whatever. So your child's idea of a good time is sitting down playing a board game or doing a puzzle. That child's idea 
is let's flip over the sofa and run around and jump on each other. And, you know, so again, talk to your child about, okay, this is probably how their family might look. This is how our family looks. So how can we blend this together? Can we put some mats down for, you know, rolling and tumbling and do it in a more um, not roughhouse kind of way so that that child gets to experience some of what they like to do? And then can we switch it over? Um, and so that to playing a board game or working on a puzzle for a while or coloring or whatever it is that is more your child enjoys more. Again, teaching people the rules go both ways. It's reciprocal. If you're letting uh, a child, um, if you're going to respect people's boundaries, you you got to try and understand what they are and reciprocate. Um, role model that because, you know, as adults, we get into situations where we don't like stuff that's going on a certain way. You know, like if you go to your friend's house and I don't know, let's just say they smoke weed and you don't smoke weed at your house or whatever. So again, that's their house, that's their boundary, but you have to figure out, does that mean I'm not going? Does that mean I'm going to, I don't know why that came up. Oh, you know, it's actually a good example. I know where I came up. I don't know if y'all watched The Shy, but on this episode of The Shy, hold on, we'll pop back in. So on this recent episode of The Shy, it was a house party. I don't know if you watch it. Anyway, Keisha and Emmett are buying a house together. Kind of with Duda, it's a whole situation. Anyway, their <laughs> camera situation. If you don't know anything about the shy, Emmett was like once the playboy of the shy. He was just doing anything and everything that walked. Okay, he had all kind of women's multiple baby mamas and son the third. Okay, so Keisha, they don't have a baby together, but they was together in high school. Keisha got kidnapped for a little while. Those episodes oh, were great. Um, but now she's back stable. They're in a relationship, whatever. She so, does establish boundaries very she well. She does establish boundaries very well. Shout With out him. To, shout out yeah. to them for showing that. So watch this season um, to see Keisha establish some great boundaries. And one of the boundaries that she established was, so they have a blended family. So Emmett's oldest, I think this is the oldest kid, and Keisha's son, not that they have together, but they're two kids. So the oldest son was calling the youngest one a little B. He was like, you little bitch. And Emmett was laughing. Um, His em mama. Emmett's, em the little boy, EJ is the little boy. EJ's mom and her boyfriend was laughing. I was laughing. <laughs> it was funny. But Keisha was like, that's not cool. I don't like that. Right? So trying to establish a boundary. So this, this was cool. She didn't go to Keisha about it. She went to Emmett. I mean, she didn't go to uh, Tiff. Tiff is the baby mama. So Emmett and Tiffany and Emmett and Tiffany have EJ and then Keisha has her own child that she bought her relationship. So Keisha ended up going to Emmett to say, you need to talk to Tiffany about EJ cussing like this. Cause they were like, where did you hear this? He was like in the car with my mama. So they listened to unedited uh, versions, unedited of, versions rap of rap music. And so that's why he was learning it. So Keisha was saying, Hey, you know, Emmett, I'm not trying to tell them how to raise y'all kid, you know, but I think this is a boundary we should establish. So they had a conversation with about it. It didn't go so well. Um, Tiff and Iman's character, I don't know what his character, I forgot what his character's name is, left. And there's a scene where they're riding in the car with EJ and EJ is really going on into the rap. And then Tiffany notices that. And so she actually changed to like some R&B or whatever. So it got through to her as like, maybe this is a boundary that we should establish. But she got challenged, right, with the boundary and was challenged to be a role model in that. And it wasn't the most uh, advantageous or comfortable situation, right? There was some confrontation involved. But ultimately, you know, Tiff kind of came around. Which was good because they did they did a couple of things really right. You know, he... At Emmett actually listened, actively listened to, to, to her Keisha. concern. And even though it wasn't a concern for him, he heard it, he processed through it. Um, um, he decided, you know, okay, I am gonna talk to her about it. Again, it didn't go well, but then as adults, she ultimately, Tiffany ultimately processed through it. And so they were able to come to a meeting of the minds as to what is the best boundary for the child. Right, And so, Sometimes now, we haven't watched the next episode, so we don't really know what happens <laughs> after that. But she got through the tip. They they got through to her. You yeah, but I mean? and speaking respectfully, and um <clears throat> one of the things girl, drink the drink. Oh you, 
she I don't understand. She be choking every week and she don't never want to drink the drink. I was drinking. I was drinking. But <clears throat> the other thing is um sometimes you I, they were also smoking weed in the house on that episode, and Keisha laid a boundary about that too. Yeah, that's where that came. Okay, so a lot of boundaries. But here's one thing that I think is, as parents, you don't realize sometimes that you're doing, and I've I've noticed this in all my years of parenting, parenting classes, children's church, whatever. If you, as a parent, if someone is up in authority having a conversation and you ignore that person while they're up talking. It ultimately teaches your child to ignore authority and responsibility as well. And so again, you're teaching them to not respect that person's boundary. And it's gonna come back around and it's gonna circle around. And then, you know, these kids today are gonna tell you, well, you did X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z. Receipts. So I would encourage you, I hope that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, but I hope you wouldn't look at yourself and kids what you're gonna doing. Kids are going to see, you can say a bunch of things. Kids are ultimely going to do what they see. What they see. More so than They're going to see you how you talk to other adults. They're going to see if you talk about your friends behind their back, you know, get off the phone and be kiki and la la in somebody's face and then turn around the next minute and, you know, be talking about them like a and dog this is on the phone a, with their other friends. And it's not a judgment because like even to Tip's point on that episode of Shy, she was like, so Emmett, you could cuss and we could all cuss, but he can't express himself. Like if that's how you want to express himself. And Keisha's point was like, well, I mean, that's not what we're saying. She's saying it's just a matter of respect. Like he's not respecting my son. And if he's doing this at the house, he's probably doing he's it at the school, doing right? School. Which becomes a whole nother problem if you call another kid a little bitch, you know what I'm or saying? Or the teacher, which or we have weapon. seen. Right, so, so it became like a respect for authority or a respect for authority, but also respect for your fellow man, right? Yeah. Which so again, is a hard thing to teach for black kids because it's not fair out here in these streets. Always. But anyway, empowerment, try to teach. That's number five. Teach <laughs> children to assert their boundaries. Um, try to teach them how to do it in a respectful way. And it's work, parents. You know, we want to, you know, jump to this conclusion or that conclusion or roll how we roll. But they're watching you. They're going to want to do what you do. They see you do, not what you say. And we're trying to create a generation and a legacy of wellness. So keep that in mind as you're trying to teach your children how to establish boundaries. And it's okay for children to have boundaries. I saw something else on the internet where some uncle came in and he was trying to hug teenage girl. And she was like, Ew. no, I don't know. She, she's, and oh, the mother was like, go over there and give your uncle so-and-so a hug. She said, no, I'm okay. I'm cool over here. And so then the uncle was like, oh, come on over here and give me a hug, blah, blah, blah. And the mother was like, nope. She said that she didn't want to hug. So I need you to respect what she said and whatever, which, you know, now, you know, for us, sometimes that is not always the case. You better go on over there and get your uncle a hug. Who you think you are? You think you too good? You think it? Well, but oftentimes people be trying to tell you not even that, but sometimes, you know, in our communities in all communities, Mm -hmm. but abuse will be going on and that will be somebody's way of, you know, filling up on people in public, right? There's a predator hiding in plain sight. So I think- Again, just, go back to number two, encourage open and honest communication. So, you know, sometimes that is somebody being open and honest with you in the moment to be like, I don't really want to hug that person, right? But, you know, we got our cultural sensitivities and the way we do stuff and we family and we dumb, but somebody could be really trying to tell you something, tell you something. So you just try to respect everybody's boundaries. And again, keep that open and honest communication. Yeah, yeah, good. I hope that helped the people. I do. Yeah, I think so, I hope so too. Okay. Um, where do we go now? Uh, there are some more things, but well, <laughs> I think that was good. You know, I think, I think if you good. can navigate your personal boundaries as an adult, then it becomes easier to teach your children how to navigate them. And that doesn't mean that your child can do whatever they want to in the store, oh, hollering know. at people, cussing, doing whatever, no. whatever, just because then there's their boundary. No, there's levels to this. And well, that's privilege, which we'll have to <laughs> do on another episode. Um, but you know, you have to have 
boundaries too. There's some things <laughs> privileged to not care about nobody else. But there are anyway. some things even as um, parents, you have to establish some boundaries, you know, for your kids in raising them. They can't come in your room with you and your husband and bust through and not open, you know, knock on the door and whatever. You have to establish boundaries in your house. You can't get up from the table and leave your plate and walk off. That's a boundary. You know, you have to establish those kinds of things as well. Because again, it teaches people that it's a reciprocal um, relationship that we have here and these things go back and forth both ways. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully in a healthy, uh, respectful way. And you manner. want them to start learning this early on because. But if you're doing that for yourself. It ain't fun out here. Is if you're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, no judgment. We're just always saying, you got the tools now, so. We're trying to help. You know what I mean? Got the tools now. So yes, managing and communicating boundaries effectively um, starts, of course, with your own level of self-awareness, right? You know yourself. Once you know yourself, then you can clearly articulate those boundaries to others. But also, it ain't all about you all the time. Listen to the other person too, okay? Like this. It should be reciprocal, right? It goes both ways. Um, and then, you know, once you start to put things in practice and it's a play um, in all of those relational scenarios we talked about, we talked about this earlier, but things are, they need to be flexible. Where it's a boundary two years ago might not be a boundary right now for whatever reason. As you're talking to your therapist or getting wise counsel from people or doing, you know, having other kind of life experiences, or maybe you was the employee and now you're the boss, right? So now your boundaries have to change with like, maybe you leveled up on a promotion. So you got to, you know, now have some flexibility there or a friendship you used to have is different now because now maybe you married now or you got kids now or so everything is always in flux because life is always in flux thus your boundaries are in flux but you shouldn't be there should be some constants and some uh anchors about your personhood and that's the important of the, the importance of self-reflection is if you see that your place in life has shifted, your relationships in life have shifted for whatever reason, it may also mean that some of your boundaries have shifted. Big facts. And it's okay as long as you're clear about it and you make it clear, you know, to the to other, other people person. around you. You often hear stories about people that get married young and, you know, they, Homie, start, off in a, they start off in a relationship <laughs> one way and, you know, you get married at 20 and at 35. You don't feel the same way about some stuff. You've been around the world, yeah, 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 and you learned some things and been in some situations. So what might have been okay for you at 21 may not be okay for you at 35. But if that other person is used to 21-year-old you and you've not managed to articulate Make to the them that now I'm 35-year-old me, and they've changed too. So again, we're back to open and honest communication and being able to talk about that. And things. you might need help with that because, you know, that is an adjustment to be like, this is a person I'm used to in a particular way and they're growing and changing. Cause I think that's the thing is if you are somebody who got married, hopefully you pick the person who you guys are able to grow and change together. Um, and still like each other through that whole process and all the other things that come along with that. So, and it's with, uh, that was not in our notes. So shout out to where it was for. Yeah. And so it's the like, same thing as with, whatever, um, whatever that was for. with our relationship, you know, 18 year old Jess is not, 36-year-old Jess. be trying to teach, treat me like 18-year-old Jess, though, a lot of times, but and it's cool. 68-year-old Pam is not 48-year-old Pam. So, you know, we've got to make some adjustments, adjustments in our boundaries and in the way we treat each other. Amen. And sometimes the boundary is a cutoff. Shout out to whoever that's for, too. That wasn't in our notes. But sometimes it's not a thing. And sometimes the boundary is just ain't working. So long farewell of be the same. Working. Goodbye. So anyway, we hope we helped you unpack your boundaries. Um, please, I feel like you have to watch this again. I I haven't ever I haven't ever said that, and I don't even mean that about like just because it's a lot. It was I hope impactful. Like it was a lot of things. Like you're gonna have to go back and get the like nuances of these things because everybody listens to this in a different place. So maybe something you're not in a relationship right now. So that doesn't apply to you as much as maybe you're in your family situation is changing or your work situation is changing or you don't have no kids right now, but you about to have some kids or like, oh, I need to go back and listen to this for my nieces and nephews. Or, or I don't or have any kids right now. Now it's just me and my husband again. And the kids have been a buffer 
between me and my kids, all these things. So listen, Again. I'm going to ask you a question and give us, give us some feedback. I feel like sometimes we should have a study guide for you for these episodes so that you can go through and make your own notes it's and the Sunday see where you are. I'm real. sorry, but so let us know if a study guide would be helpful. Indeed. And with that, but you Here's know what? You let us if know. we don't know, we if you want the study guide, we ain't gonna know. You wanna know why? Because you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel. You're not following us on IG, Facebook, fan base. We are at Create Generation Wellness on all platforms. Um, get at us, man. Uh, I'm gonna get back into the IG soon. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta give me grace. I told you I'm emotionally exhausted. I told you I'm burnt out. I'm my hands for them. Okay. Put some oil on. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, this is how you stay in contact with us, man. You know, we here every Thursday, same time, same place. Okay. And, uh, giving you the news that you can use. I feel like I'm still there. Anyway, I love you, sis. <laughs> Journey with the Hinton. She be giving us these money tips. Anyway, uh, so we hope y'all join us next week. It's the last, uh, last Thursday in August. So, I don't and know. It's fall. I don't know what we're talking about. Um, but it'll we're be We're going to be unpacking something. We'll be unpacking something, and then we'll figure out what we're doing for the following month. You know. So anyways, they don't know, though. Anyways, stay tuned. You got to be subscribed to Tap the End to know what's going on next month. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, rate, review, like. If you're listening to us on the Auditory Universe, uh, give us a thumbs up. If you're watching this, uh, pass this thing on. If you're like, ooh, girl, this Boundaries episode, my, my guy, this Boundaries episode is for you. Pass that thing along, and we will see y'all next week. All right, bye. bye.